sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Week starts right here, right now. Live on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Sports Grid Network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination to consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here bright and early as a new week begins on this Monday morning. A recap of game number two last night of the 2023 NBA Finals in the Mile High City in Denver between the Nuggets and the Miami Heat. We are even at one game all. We will set the stage for what happened last night. What remains in now a much more competitive NBA Finals series than maybe we all initially anticipated. We'll go around the Major League Baseball diamond through the wide world of sports from your weekend. All of that over these next two hours until 11 a.m. Eastern time live right here on the grid. Game number two last night in Denver where frankly the Nuggets have been nearly perfect all year long and in fact perfect throughout this postseason. Denver entered last night after the game one victory to start off the 2023 NBA Finals. A perfect 9-0 straight up at home and 6-3 against the spread. In fact, Denver entered last night victorious in 43 of their 50 home games all NBA season long. So for the eighth seed out of the Eastern Conference to make history last night in the Mile High City is pretty darn impressive. As Miami steals game number two on the road in Denver, stealing home court advantage in this 2023 NBA Finals with the 111-108 victory last night, the Heat winning outright as an underdog of eight points Miami now an underdog for the 17th time in this playoff run they have covered in 12 of those 17 games and they have looked sensational throughout so as this game is going on for the Miami Heat last night you know basketball is a game of runs and there were many runs the Heat took an 11 point lead early in the first quarter the Nuggets respond with a 40 to 14 run that had them up by 15 midway through the second quarter but Miami made it a game only down by six at the halftime break competitive throughout the third Denver pulls away late they take an eight point advantage into the fourth quarter but the Heat respond once again becoming the first eight seed in the history of the association to win a game on the road in the NBA Finals Jimmy Butler 21 points for Miami last night more aggressive on the offensive end details what this game means for the Heat and the rest of this finals you played on a lot of mentally tough teams over the course of your career. What is it about this specific team that makes them so resilient, especially in this run that you guys are on? Uh, I just think nobody cares on our team. We're not, we're not worried about what anybody thinks. Um, we're so focused in on what we do well and who we are as a group that at the end of the day, that's what we fall back on. Um, make or miss shots, we're going to be who we are. 
because we're not worried about anybody else. It's how it's been all year long, and um, that's not going to change. So that's what I think it is. I think it's the I don't give a damn factor. The resiliency out of the Miami Heat showing itself once again, covering as an underdog for the 12th time in this playoff run, winning outright as an underdog now in the double digit categories for the 10th time in this NBA playoff run that sees them as the second ever eight seed in NBA playoff history to reach an NBA Finals, now the first ever eight seed to win a road game in the NBA Finals. History for the Heat. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience. Your hour number one of a Monday Live right here on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I'm Ben Stevens. So Miami steals game number two and takes home court advantage away from the NBA's best home team all year long 111 108 the victory last night for the heat in the 2023 nba finals jimmy butler 21 points yesterday under his scoring prop of 26 and a half he was coming off his playoff low in the opening game of this finals only 13 points jimmy's only scored 30 or more once in the last 14 games now for the heat speaking of scoring 30 plus how about 41 for Nikola Jokic but look down there at the bottom column that you will see the bottom row I should say only four dimes for the Joker well under that assist prop of 11 and a half a number he had gone over a ton in this recent playoff run now the Denver Nuggets are 0-3 winless in this playoff run when Nikola Jokic has scored 40 or more points you would think when their best player the best player potentially on planet earth when it comes to playing the sport of basketball scores 40 that would mean good things not for Denver 0-3 so far throughout this playoff run when Nikola Jokic scores 40 or more points but as we look at the odds here and the NBA Finals MVP prices Nikola Jokic a minus 260 favorite still to win the Finals MVP award because despite Miami evening up this series Denver remains a minus 270 favorite to win the NBA championship outright However, it was a minus 800 price for the Nuggets entering game number two. So the odds expect a more competitive NBA Finals. And as you can see, the most likely outcome in terms of duration, the distance. Seven games now, the most likely, the shortest price at plus 140. Plenty more from around the association and the NBA Finals up next here on The Morning After. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here live on a Monday morning on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all around the Spiz Grizz Network. That's Sports Grid. And a man that knows Sports Grid very well, it is Donnie Wrightside, DRS, live right here on this Monday, one of the hosts of the early line. Of course, each and every weekday morning before us, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, the man in the main chair. For the money line, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Sports Grid Radio. DRS, thank you for joining us as always to tip off this new week. How was the weekend for you, my good friend? 
Fantastic. A lot of good vibes, a lot of good spirits, a lot of good food out here. Enjoyed soaking up the sun and also watching some good Major League Baseball and also the Miami Heat tying up the series versus the Denver Nuggets. Great, great weekend, Ben. Great weekend. DRS, now here in June, the first weekend of June, I feel like it's backport season with a stogie and a nice glass of Crown Royal or something of the sort. We're hitting that season, correct? Yes, yesterday we actually had a nice little nub cafe, which was a cappuccino flavor. Oh, oh, mint condition last night out there on the deck last night, Ben. Great. Mint condition last night on the deck. Mint condition for Miami on the road in Denver. Handing the Nuggets their first playoff loss at home in the 10 games we have seen in the Mile High City. Denver now 9-1 straight up at home and 6-4 and four against the spread as Miami wins outright as an 8-point underdog to steal game number 2, 111-108. In comparison, DRS, to the opening game of this 2023 NBA Finals, what did the Heat figure out last night against Denver? I, Eric Spolstra has certainly figured something out with Nikola Jokic and how to handle him, which means just let him go berserk and hope the other guys around him aren't able to do the same at work. But I got to tell you something. Usually what you ask for, Ben, from a game one to a game two is if you lost game one, which the Miami Heat did, it's ultimately you must have a great first quarter. They had a very good first yeah. quarter and had the lead. And yet early in the second quarter, you already saw that lead start to slip away here. But I just love the fortitude yeah. of the Miami Heat to say, we got the start we wanted to. We didn't get the half we wanted to, but still able to come back in the fourth quarter. Starting out there, Eric Spolstra, he's got the ear of the team and Jimmy Butler also every single press conference. As calm, cool, and collected as can be here. They didn't panic last night. That's the sign of a true champion. Miami now as an underdog on this playoff run. Booked as a dog 16 times, including game number two last night. 12 and four against the spread. 10 of those 12 covers, outright victories. DRS, you mentioned what they figured out against Nikola Jokic. He scores 41 points last night. He has a double-double, adds in 11 boards. But after his ninth triple-double of the postseason in the opening game of the NBA Finals, now for the third time, the Joker has scored 40 or more points in this playoff run. Denver has lost all three of those games. Why is that a recipe for success, DRS? Do you believe that you allow Nikola Jokic to fill it up in the points column, but not distribute, and it doesn't lead to overall team success for his Nuggets? You know what, Ben? If you take a look from a football aspect, right, just to keep it easy, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, what do you say about to a great quarterback? Man, if you pressure him and blitz him, he is going to kill you because he's always going to make the right read. Run a double team at Nikola Jokic, and before that double team can actually get to him, he's already passing off to a wide-open layup or a wide-open three-point shot. More of last night is saying, okay, we're going to slow play this year. Let's see what he can do because we know he's going to cook. He's an MVP caliber level player, but is everybody else not getting those easy looks like they're supposed to? feeding off Nikola Jokic, that's what changed last night. Jokic is always going to get his, but if you can limit everybody else from getting theirs, that looks like it could be a recipe because as you put it, whenever he has a monster night on offense, you're supposed to, superstars have big nights on offense all the time and your team usually wins easily in those games. Yeah. Not the case for the Denver Nuggets here in the playoffs so far, Ben. That's the fascinating thing, DRS. The guy that's the heavy odds-on favorite to still win the NBA Finals MVP, a two-time regular season MVP, winning the Western Conference Finals MVP as well. You would expect if Nikola Jokic scores 40 or more, Denver cruises to a victory, probably even covers as an eight-point home favorite. But that's not necessarily the entirety of the Joker's impact 
on any basketball game. 43 points game number four opening round against the T-Wolves. It was Minnesota's only win in that series. 53 points game number four of the Western Conference semifinals against Phoenix. The Suns won that game to even up the series at two games all. And of course, 41 last night. Miami steals game number two. The leading scorer, DRS, for the Heat last night, Gabe Vincent, 23 points. But Bam Adebayo has been sensational in each of the opening two games for Miami. 21 points for Bam last night. Nine boards coming off his playoff high this year of 26 and 13 in game number one. In speaking of the others, DRS, only 18 points for Jamal Murray, who scored 26 points in game number one. It was his sixth consecutive game, scoring 25 or more for Denver on this playoff run. So, DRS, we see it yesterday, how impactful the secondary stars are for the overall outcomes of these NBA Final Games. What's usually better for your team? When everybody gets involved and the balance doesn't have to shift in order to one player's shoulders like Nikola Jokic had it. Next closest guy in that lineup, what, 18 points here for the Denver Nuggets. But if you take a look here at the Miami Heat, 23 points out of Vincent, 21 out of Adebayo, 21 out of Jimmy Butler. That's how you do it, where everybody gets involved, where no matter the time when that big shot has to be needed or created, everybody's involved with their game plan. And also, let's not forget, the best way to win in the NBA or even college basketball, quite frankly, is shoot volume from three-point range and make volume from three-point range. Close to 50% from the floor from three-point range for the Miami Heat. And also, what did we talk about after game one? You got to get to the free-throw line. You got to put pressure on that defense here. 18 of 20 from the free-throw line for the Miami Heat. It all worked well in game two for them, Ben. Jimmy Butler did not get to the free throw line DRS in game number one just his second game of the year including yeah. the regular season that Jimmy freaking Butler did not get to the charity stripe five of five from the free throw line yesterday and speaking of the three ball after going over over nine from deep in game number one Max Bruce four early threes for Miami yesterday and Duncan Robinson two of three from deep he scored 10 points in the game all of those coming in the fourth and final stanza so drs the nuggets enter game number two last night as a minus 800 series outright favorite to hoist the larry o'brien trophy they're still a heavy favorite it's minus 270 for the nuggets even with the series evened up at one game all but drs just how much more competitive do you expect this nba finals to be following game number two in denver last night it's fantastic, and I love it. And all I was asking for late last week was, look, we knew the Miami Heat were a good basketball team. Same thing with the Denver Nuggets. But sometimes you just want to enjoy the series. Make it go at least six or seven games to have those back and forth here, which is why I love that victory yesterday for the Miami Heat because then it puts the onus back on the Denver Nuggets to try to reclaim the series. And quite frankly, the Miami Heat with home court advantage now still decided underdogs is kind of laughable. But then again, we've been laughing at these Miami Heat prices all postseason long, Ben. Very much so, DRS. You can't count Miami out. Yes, they are the dog. It's a plus 220 price for the Heat to win the series outright. But Miami, as you heard from Jimmy Butler early on, very comfortable in that position. Miami's a two-and-a-half-point underdog for game number three on Wednesday evening in South Beach. DRS still booked as a dog, even back at home in Miami. Does the change of venue change your thought about how game number three is going to play out. 
Not necessarily, because if you always thought the ultimate mission was to reclaim home court advantage, the Miami Heat did, they should be competitive in their own building. You should expect at least a split at worst for the Miami Heat, and if not, maybe a 3-1 lead heading back to Denver. It's all teed up in Game 3, and Ben, I'm pretty sure you'll probably go over the next few days the statistics on winning a Game number 3 when the series is tied up at 1-1. Two, at one one. It's a decided advantage for that team that does grab Game 3. This is going to be a great one to see it play out. A decisive contest for sure on Wednesday. Again, Miami as an underdog in this playoff run. 12-4 and four against the spread, winning outright 10 times. Still, the odds favor the Denver Nuggets. All three outcomes that are potentially available for Denver in five games, six games, or seven games, still all of those prices shorter than any potential outcome that ends with the Miami Heat as an NBA champion this year. To the diamond with Donnie. That's up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Donnie Wright. Signed back for a second straight segment. And I am Ben Stevens. DRS, time to go around Major League Baseball. The opening weekend of June. It feels like summer outside. And that's where a ton of our focus turns toward the diamond. And maybe DRS, not the opening weekend of June, but the final weekend of October. The opening weekend of November, a potential World Series preview between two of the best and biggest brands in Major League Baseball, the Dodgers and the Yankees. Over the weekend at Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles, the Dodgers won the opening game of the set. New York responds by winning the final two, including last night in the finale, 4-1 to against the Dodgers on Sunday night baseball DRS a marquee series between the pinstripes and the Dodgers what did you learn from this weekend in Los Angeles both teams will probably be there at the end and you're right about it had the feeling of let's get a pumpkin spice latte Ben over the weekend getting ready for October and November action here but the thing I liked about the New York Yankees number one they won the series number two they lost game one which makes it even harder to win a series on the road but also you're seeing some of the fruits of the labor of the Yankees actually getting healthy here and how crazy it is they scored four runs on Friday night end up losing that game eight to four but got three combined yeah. home runs by Stanton and also Donaldson if that lineup wakes up here and you're getting some of those secondary pitching options here for the Yankees to start to turn it on. This is the team we anticipated at the start of the year, finally poking its way through, but also playing a little bit under the radar here because of how good the Rays have been. Maybe that's helping the Yankees right now, too. And how about Anthony Volpe, the young rookie shortstop, a two-run blast last night in the top of the ninth to really extend that lead for New York, something L.A. could not catch, a 4-1 victory for New York. So, DRS, as we look at the Yankees and the Dodgers and their respective prices to win the World Series in the 2023 MLB season, if you had to look at these two teams, as currently constructed and look into your crystal ball for the rest of this Major League Baseball season, DRS, who do you think is 
can bring up at any time and dominate on the mound, but also the deep pockets of the Dodgers, wheeling and dealing with all those chips in the minor league system. If they need to buy a bat, Ben, they can do it, or an additional starting pitcher or two, they can do that as well. But also, you know, let's really get into the crux of it. The Yankees' pathway to a victory here just to make the World Series, to me, seems much, much harder than it does for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, it's no surprise that the Dodgers are the favorites here. I think their path is obviously a little bit easier than what the Yankees would have. But, hey, we're not leaving the Yankees out there to die. That's a talented team no. that's finally starting to get healthy and will be fun to watch the rest of the Major League Baseball season. The pinstripes have won 13 of their last 19 games right now. We have said it a few times on this show. First week of May, general manager Brian Cashman for New York speaks to the media. He says, don't give up on us when the Yankees were just a game above 500. New York has played some really good baseball since that point, but you saw the odds. The Yankees, the fifth best price at 11 to 1. The Dodgers, the favorites by 10 cents, plus 470 in front of the Atlanta Braves. And to your point, DRS, the two shortest prices come from the National League. The four best prices following that, all from the AL. It seems a little bit more stacked currently in the American League, where the reigning World Series champions still remain the Houston Astros a seven to one number to make it back to back World Series championships fourth shortest on the board they were taking on their divisional foes from the American League West the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim this weekend and the Angels do win the finale of a four game set in H-Town two to one to avoid that four game sweep but DRS back on May 8th the reigning World Series champions, the Strohs, had a losing record, 17-18. and 18. Now, Houston is 11 games above 500. What has stood out to you most, DRS, about the baseball the Houston Astros are playing at this point? They're built to win both ways, Ben. Like, if their offense ever gets it together, they can certainly run it up to five and six runs a game. We've seen that talent over the past couple of years. But it just seems to me like sometimes it's just organizational. We talk about the Miami Heat, like the Heat culture in, in uh, NBA action. Yeah. Well, how about MLB? It's almost like the Astros culture, where this team is built to win immediately when they come up out of the minor league system, and they lose. Cy Young pitchers on their mound, it doesn't matter. They just keep the train moving along. This team is built to win, and also, as I say that, I'm waiting for this lineup to wake up where it's official. They had a lot of great off-season signings here, including Jose Abreu, who hasn't performed all that greatly. Wait till this lineup gets clicking with long Jose Altuve in the top of that lineup. This team's going to be dangerous. They're always built for October, Ben, and I expect much, much more of the same this year out of the Houston Astros. 18 of their last 24. That is the baseball that Houston is playing at this moment, certainly grooming themselves to look very similar mm -hmm. to the World Series champions of a season ago but DRS speaking of divisional showdowns this weekend it was the Rangers taking all three against Seattle so despite how great Houston has been playing they can't catch Texas still a three and a half game lead for the Rangers in the American League West which is different than what the odds say with the Houston Astros still the favorites in that division DRS can Texas be caught at the top of the standings Got, I mean, granted, we have a long way to go, roughly 60 games in. But if you want to take a look at, are you impressed by the Rays? Absolutely, I am. But always the Rangers we were thinking about over the past couple of years continue to add payroll and add talent. When is it actually going to turn itself into actual victories and maybe a playoff run? This should be your year here. When you have a guy like Simeon and Seager, two key free agents that you've brought over in the past couple of years, doing absolute damage to open that lineup, it makes it easier for everybody else in that lineup because Marcus Simeon's not getting great pitches. 
maybe they're pitching around them. Same thing with Seager. It just sets up the rest of your lineup, and those guys are actually cashing in here. I like what I see out of the Rangers, and I'm not closing the door on them. A minus 175 price on the Astros. I'm actually not buying into that just yet because I'm not looking at the Texas Rangers this year, Ben, as one of those teams that, oh, it's a fluky run, and you know by midway through the season, they'll be out of it. That team is way too talented to be out of it. And just wake up, they get Jacob DeGrom at Jacob DeGrom levels here where he's not injured all the yeah. time. This should be a fun team to watch and certainly should have the capabilities of chasing down the Houston Astros. 16 runs for Texas on Saturday against Seattle. 12 in the finale yesterday. Mm -hmm. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon both finding the plate, scoring in that opening inning for Texas as well. You add on six in the third, a few more in the sixth, and it results in a 12-3 victory. That series sweep for Texas against the M's. And Nathan Avaldi on the bump yesterday. Six more innings of shutout work for Avaldi, who this year, DRS, is 8-2 for Texas with a 2-2-4 ERA. The Rangers have the second-best record in the American League, only behind Tampa Bay, and thus the second-best record in all of Major League Baseball. DRS, how dominant are the Texas Rangers looking as we leave the opening weekend of June? Awesome. I mean, one of my teams that every day when I open up the odds book and take a look to see, you always want to see who like the Oakland Athletics are playing, but also who are the Rangers playing? Is it a mediocre pitcher on the opposite side? Because the one thing that we do know, if you're looking at those four and a half and five team totals against an average opponent, the Texas Rangers yep. should be on your radar both home and away. It's a fun lineup that does damage all the way through, and it's no surprise when you see them come out on the opposite end with double-digit runs in a game. DRS, it is going to be interesting to follow those American League West odds. Now we're in June, as it starts to maybe trickle into early July. If the Rangers maintain a two-and-a-half, three, three-and-a-half game cushion over the Houston Astros, when do the prices flip? When does it go from the Strohs as the odds-on favorites to maybe Texas starting to have the odds respect them a little bit more, more reflective of what the standings say at this current Point. A really good weekend, DRS, in the National League in a series you might not have expected before the year to be between two NL pennant contenders. We knew the Braves were going to be here, and they are. They win the weekend series in the desert against the D-backs, but Arizona's right there, still with a very, very good record at this point. 8-5, to five, the victory for the Braves yesterday, DRS, but from what you saw this weekend, is it a legitimate shot that both of these teams could contend for a National League pennant? It really is, because you're getting top frontline pitching there from the Arizona Diamondbacks in a game yesterday where Zach Allen wasn't all that great. Six innings pitch, nine hits, and two earned runs. You should have won. Soroka was on the mound, gave up five earned runs, but then again, those Atlanta bats came up late with a grand slam home run to basically walk this yep. game off, if you can, on the road at this point. But I love what I see about the Diamondbacks. I look at their lineup. Equal opportunity, Ben. What that means, they can hit lefties and righties. A lot of switch hitters here. This is a fun lineup here, and if they're not on your betting radar, you better get them on it. They have been a great offensive team all mm -hmm. year long. But DRS, when you look at where they stand, 10 games above 500, 35 and 25, tied with the Dodgers atop the National League West at this point. You mentioned Zach Gallon, not his best day yesterday against Atlanta. The Braves also have Spencer Strider, who is the favorite to win the National League Cy Young. But Gallon, only a couple of cents, less than a half dollar behind Strider at this point. DRS, when you look at the National League Cy Young mm -hmm. award odds, how do you evaluate yeah. it right now? 
Yeah, I'm feeling Gallon there. Strider's going to be tough because it might just come down to who's the best team and who's the player is the best pitcher on that team, meaning yeah. that if Strider and the Atlanta Braves win the NL East, that's probably going to give them a little bit of bump. I don't know if the Diamondbacks can actually win the West, but how about this at the FanDuel Sportsbook? Hey, odds makers don't lie here. A minus 108 to make the playoffs for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're no longer a dog here, plus 250, plus 300. We're actually expecting them to make the playoffs, which means they're a good baseball club. DRS tied for the second best record in the National League that? with the Dodgers only behind the Braves. They have a guy in a position to be a front runner for the National League, Cy Young, in Zach Gallen, and a great offense. By the way, for the Braves, Strider is the favorite to win the NL Cy Young. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the favorite to win the National League MVP. A pretty good pairing for Atlanta as well. Donnie Wrightside, a sincere thank you as always. Our coach, Jay Watt, joins us next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the Morning app. Live right here on this Monday on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Now tied at one game apiece in the 2023 NBA Finals. You need the scouting report from the coach's eye to get you set for the rest of this series between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. So joining us now, it is our coach, JY. James Young live right here on this Monday to tip off a new week on SportsGrid. JY, thank you so much for joining us here on the morning after. How was the weekend on betting above the rim with our good friend, old K-Dub's Kevin Walsh? Well, K-Dub had to hold it down on Saturday. Coach had important yeah. matters. That would be Maddie and Juliana's dance recital. So, you know, family comes first. But then sports grid family comes second. Great show yesterday. I, I kind of think, like, if you watch the show K-Dub and I gave you a little bit of a precursor to what we were going to see in game number two, and we were pretty much spot on. The scouting report from JY and the analysis from all K-Dub's Kevin Walsh. They got you set for game two. We'll look back on the second game of the 2023 NBA Finals and then give you the scouting report for the rest of the way. Because last night, JY, Miami and Denver, Stealing game number two, handing the Nuggets their only playoff home loss of this postseason run, just the eighth home loss for Denver all year long. 111, 108 for Miami, winning outright as an eight point underdog. So, JY, what was the biggest difference in game number two for Miami last night as compared to the opening game of the 2023 NBA Finals? You know what, Ben? I, I think it did not start in game number two. I think it started in, in the fourth quarter of game number one. You saw how early on in game number one, they went inside to Aaron Gordon. They used their height to an advantage, and they worked from there, and they made Nikolai Jokic the trigger, meaning let him pass the ball in and kind of go from there. But then you saw in the fourth quarter, Miami adjusted and let Joker yeah. shoot the ball. Now, when it came into game number two, I said a couple of things off the bat. Number one, they had to play Kevin Love. They needed the size to neutralize, to not allow a guy like Aaron Gordon to go inside. Kevin Love starts. Obviously, hits a couple of threes as well as stretch the floor, and that helped. Yep. 
But to me, it was the two things I saw defensively that I needed to see from Miami. Number one, make Nikolai Jokic a scorer, meaning play him one-on-one, let him get his third game that he's got 40 or more points, all three games the Denver Nuggets have lost. So letting him get his points because he becomes that point person. I've talked about it on his network, three-level passer, low post, elbow, top of the key. You take that away from him where he's a distributor, and now you got guys, let's be honest, folks, who can't get their own shot off. KCP, one for four from the floor. Michael Porter Jr., two for eight from the floor. So he took away, you take away sight lines or pass for Joker, let him score. But it was another part of the game I talked about yesterday on Betting Above the River. If you listen in, make Jamal Murray a passer. And that's why I love this assist prop of over five and a half, double-double for Jamal Murray. So at the end of the day, you take the best passer and make him a scorer, and then you take maybe their best perimeter scorer and make him a passer. And those two things by Spolster were fantastic, and that led the way defensively as to why Miami won that game last night. JY, I think that's the perfect summation right there. It was the question I was going to ask, the explanation for why in three playoff games now for Denver, when Nikola Jokic has scored 40 or more, the Nuggets ultimately lose that basketball game. A perfect explanation from our coach, James Young. Because, JY, I think most people, if you were going to tell them, hey, Nikola Jokic in game two of the NBA Finals is going to score 41 points, they'd say, all right, how many points did Denver win by? 10, 15, or 20? But that was not the case because the facilitation is what makes the Joker that valuable of a player. He entered last night going over 11 and a half assists in six of the last seven for the Nuggets. JY on the other side, Jimmy Butler, 21 points. Not all that efficient from the floor, but more aggressive offensively following his playoff low in this postseason run for the Heat. Only 13 points in game number one. How do you evaluate the play of Jimmy Butler right now for Miami? I think he's still banged up with the ankle, but I like the a little bit more aggressiveness and the overall Miami Heat mindset to force the issue and get to the foul line. I just thought they were settling too much for jump shots in game number one. I didn't see them aggressive enough attack, and that's what you have to do. Listen, as great as the Joker is, great. I, I will give him his flowers. Rim protection, not a strong suit. You got to attack right. these guys off the bounce and really make them play. Now, listen, as much as we want to talk about how you know Jimmy Butler was more aggressive, to me, it was the rebound performances, particularly of Max Struess and Duncan Robinson. Those two combined yeah. with Caleb Martin shot two for 23. Now, obviously, Caleb Martin banged up, not feeling well. Kevin Love goes into the starting lineup. But it was to play, and Kevin Walsh nailed it when he talked about this. The rebound of Max Struess and also the rebound of yep. Duncan Robinson, those two combined to make, I do believe, six out of 13 from the three-point line. They hunted their shot, and Duncan Robinson in the fourth quarter, not even the fourth quarter with Duncan Robinson, Miami Heat, what did they do? Fast starts, first quarter, beginning of the third, beginning of the fourth. They won that game really 
despite not being a better team for the majority of the game, but in the stretches that they needed to be really good, Ben, they were really, really good. And that's what allowed them to steal home court advantage in this series. JY, whether it's Max Strew shooting it back from three in game two of the 2023 NBA Finals, or Kevin Walsh out at a bar on a Saturday night in Homodel, New Jersey, shooters shoot. And that's what Struess did. 0 for, 0 for 9 from deep in game number one. Four of 10 yesterday for Miami. 10 crucial points, by the way, for Duncan Robinson in the fourth quarter for the Heat. So, JY, as we look at the depth, we include Bam Adebayo and Jamal Murray in this conversation as well. But we know Gabe Vincent was great last night. Miami's leading scorer, 23 points for the Heat. What's the outlook like for the secondary stars and the other significant role players for the rest of this 2023 NBA Finals? Well, things are about to pick up because it looks like Tyler Hero should be making his start in game number three, which should lengthen a team like the Miami Heat. Lengthen them offensively. Tyler Hero, probably the best individual one-on-one perimeter player in regards to three-point shot mid-range game pull-up something that Jimmy Butler doesn't have, the three. So it should be interesting what happens. Gabe Vincent has been outstanding. Kyle Lowry, the veteran, has given him big minutes. So now you get Hero back. That lengthens them out a little bit. For the other side, when you look at Denver, they have to find a way to unlock Michael Porter Jr. He shot two of eight, one of six from three. I think he's combined to shoot three for 19, if I'm not mistaken, in the first two games of the series. He has got to be a better number three scoring option. We're going to have to see what they do a little bit differently in game number three. Do they bring Joker outside? They run a little bit more two-man game between Joker and Jamal Murray. Do you run it from the wing and kind of isolate them on one side of the floor? Also, what I think Michael Porter Jr. needs to do is start attacking the basket. That is probably the best thing that I saw out of Duncan Robinson in game number two wasn't the threes it was the two drives layups hard body you know body on ball away finish outside with the layup that's what i liked about duncan robinson's game i need michael porter jr to attack the basket they're gonna run you off the line the best way to get your three-point shot off folks is show that you can attack the basket score going to the basket now they got to press yeah. back. They don't close out as hard. And now that three-point shot is a little bit more open. The Tyler Her Hero snarl three years ago in the 2020 NBA Finals walked. So the Duncan Robinson growl last night in Denver could run. Again, T 10, excuse me, key points for Miami in that fourth and final quarter so jy denver entered game number two as a minus 800 series favorite outright a ton of people thought after the opening game that maybe it was going to be as easy as the odds indicated the nuggets nearly a five dollar favorite before the 2023 nba finals got underway well we're even now at one game apiece the nuggets still an odds on favorite minus 270 but jy as we get ready to head to south beach for game number three on Wednesday night, where do you assess the NBA final stands between the Heat and the Nuggets? I thought Nuggets five or six, more likely in six before the series started. I'm sticking to that. 
Now, game three becomes very interesting because if you think that they're going to win 4-2, which means three games straight, what do you do? Because you know right now, Ben, if Miami wins game number three, and I thought they're going to win game number three regardless of what happened the first two, maybe you wait and then go series score 4-2 after game number three because then obviously you're looking at major plus money here. Now, the books have adjusted and they're giving Miami more respect because they didn't give them enough respect to begin the series. So it's, it's looking yeah. better there. But to me, this is going to be a pivotal game number three. You wonder Mike Malone after the press conference really got after his guys publicly. Something you don't see a lot in the finals. Jeff Green publicly looking at their stars, looking at their guys saying, this is the NBA finals. No room for complacency. So now, do you now think that that public bashing by Mike Malone, which you know he did to his team in the game and after the game, does that change your mindset for game number three here? I still like Miami going home with the hero effect, but I still like it in six. I think after game number three, you may see a different Denver. When you look at six games right now, series total price in terms of the games that we will see, plus 145. The most likely outcome, though, is for the finals to go the distance. Seven games at plus 140. So, JY, let's talk game number three quickly here. What do you believe that key matchup is going to be as we get ready to go to Miami on Wednesday? It's going to be what kind of two-man game does Mike Malone come with to try and make the Joker an effective passer? Does Miami go zone, put him in the middle of the zone, get him the ball at the high post where he has sight lines? I think Miami stakes more to go man-to-man. I would be curious to be looking at very early in the game. You may have to get some kind of movement action, meaning since no double team may come on Joker, give it to him in the low post, run some kind of screen action, and get guys look mm. that way because Miami has said it now. They're going to let Joker score. On the flip side, Keep looking at Bams over props, scoring, yep. because Miami, Denver is going to let him score, and Bam has been sensational first two games. Bam is the second leading scorer in this series, 47 points behind Nikola Jokic, who has 68. JY, fade away to break. We round out our one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Putting hour of a Monday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the SportsGrid network, and that now includes the new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. A big night for the SportsGrid app in terms of the five-star plays for game number two of the 2023 NBA Finals. It's because all of our information, all of our data, all of our insight available in a matter of moments once you download the app in the palm of your hand inside your lovely smart phone the new sports grid app available for download at the apple app store so as we round out this opening hour now time 
in the NBA Finals at 1-1. Denver has a game. Miami has a game. Do you feel differently about what the conclusion will be? Who hoists that Larry O'Brien trophy? That was the question in Fade the Public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, now with the series tied at 1-1, who wins the NBA Finals? Of course, your two options to select from, the Heat or the Nuggets. In most of the public, not overreacting to game number two last night in the Mile High City. Still thinking the Nuggets ultimately result as your 2022-23 NBA champion. 67% of the vote, in fact, backing Denver. That's pretty close to what the odds would say as well. The Nuggets entered the second game of the finals as a minus 800 series outright favorite to hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy. They are evened up at one game all, but Denver remains a minus 270 odds on favorite. The Nuggets still favored, in fact, for game number three on the road in Miami. That's on Wednesday. The Nugs a two and a half point road favorite. The Heat, an underdog once more. That does it for hour number one of the morning after. But hour number two, up next here on Sportsbook.